0: Good evening everybody. Um hope that you can hear me well. I want to start off by apologizing for not um hosting more podcasts lately. Um trying to give any, any excuses. So um apologizing and hope to uh get back to the schedule of Tuesday nights and uh Thursday nights hopefully. Um So we're gonna get first of all go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll open up to what we're going to to cover. I got a lot of cover. I don't know if I can cover everything tonight, but I've got some on the vaccines. Just re, uh, going over some of the stats that are still pertinent. Um, then some on the border, um, or what used to be a border, the with the Title Forty Two. Now, I'm not an expert on all of this, but I hope to, with my understanding, you know, give some a perspective, a useful perspective on it anyway. As the watchman on the wall, when I see danger, I'm supposed to speak out and warn people, as the Lord has called me to do. So that's what I'll attempt to do here tonight. But so let's go to the Lord in prayer now. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for what you've done uh, for me, for my family. Thank you for those that are listening. And I pray that you would bless the uh, podcast tonight. Give me a clear thought, clear speech to present your word, your will, according to your way. We Thank you for what you've done, what you've given us. Help us to honor and glorify you. Help us to, as you told Joshua, to be be not afraid but be strong and be courageous and to obey the commands that you had given him help us to do the same and we thank you for what you've done we give you the glory and the praise in jesus name amen you know second timothy 1 7 says that god hasn't given us the spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind and we know that what jesus said that the in the end times There would be wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes in diverse places, floods in diverse places. And he said, these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Um, But he said, don't be afraid. And he told us, while he was ascending, he said to carry on, occupy, till I come back. So we know he's coming back the second time, but we know there's a lot of trials and tribulations that the church will have to go through. Um, But he also said, we don't know the time. Or the day, the dates. We don't know when he's coming back. We don't know when the end time, when the last days are. We know it's going to get harder, it's going to get worse. So, presently, in the current time, we need to serve God to the best of our ability. That means we need to reflect Christ in what we say, what we do. We need to love God, love the brotherhood. We need to as James said, pure religion and undefiled before God, is, and before God and the Father is this, to help the fatherless, the orphans, and the widows in their time of need. So it doesn't matter how close we are to the end times, we're supposed to until the last day that we are on earth, we are supposed to help others. We're supposed to warn them. We're supposed to protect them. So that's what we're going to do. Um so first off, I want to just let you know that my two oldest daughters were baptized uh, la- the week before last. Uh, I was able to lead them to the Lord. Um, Julia, who's the the third child, was um, she got saved at Christmas, and while we were staying with my aunt and uncle. And she gave her heart to the Lord then. And then a month later, my second child, the oldest girl, she surrendered to the Lord then. Uh, So five years old and seven years old, surrendered to the Lord. So I praise the Lord for that. And so we were able to baptize them. I was able to baptize them at Carbon Hill First Will Baptist Church, Uh, Brother the pastor Dwight Bailey there was able to, uh, gave me the, the honors, the privilege to be able to baptize my two daughters there, um, before the church. So praise the Lord for that. And then this past Sunday, they uh, voted me in as the youth pastor there. So we are working with the church there to connect with the community. And we're having a, What's called a summer blast, a, a children or youth outreach on the 20th. We'll have a bounce house. We'll have horseshoes, uh, cornhole. Um, we'll have food, food, fun, and games there on the 20th at noon, noon time. So just thank the Lord for that and for what He's doing there and how He's using us um, and with the church there and so the vision is that that the Lord will grow the church with our obedience so I want to thank the Lord for that so now I'm going to go into what I was mentioned earlier and so what I did today was attempted to record what I did at the uh, community center in the town that I live in and the recording did not go as planned but I recorded a previous post on my Facebook page Joshua I think it's Joshua Miller, Joshua Wayne Miller, Facebook. Um, just a, a warning from what I heard. I didn't realize that there was a mass shooting Saturday, and then 20 people got run over with, by an SUV on Sunday. Uh, one was in Brownsville, Texas, and the other was Allen, Texas. I didn't realize that it happened because over the weekend, I, just, I quit studying or researching and trying to spend time with family, and I'm preaching on Sundays most of the time, so I'm studying, and then I pick it back up on Monday. So I was catching up with what had happened over the weekend, and so I learned that the, um, the drug car- Mexican drug cartels green-lighted the gangs that are in the U.S. to start attacking uh, immigrants in the U.S., and so there was a mass shooting at a mall in Allen, Texas, and the the person that initiated that killed seven or eight people there that were uh, congregating at the mall, and then a police officer was there and able to take that guy out. And he was part of a gang. I, th- I, met, I th- now what I've been hearing there's a lot of different. The first thing I heard was is puro or. Puro Tango Blast Gang was what he was a part of. And I don't know for sure if that's right, but that's what I heard. Um, I would listened to um, Alex Jones, listened to Pete Centilli, and um, they had gotten a warning just before it happened that it was going to happen. And... So their warning was to stay away from grocery stores and from malls and from anywhere that would have large crowds. So they, they found out that because Title 42 is ending um, tomorrow night, I think midnight, um, that this, the, the immigrants that are waiting, it's about 90,000 immigrants that are waiting. Now, I listened to Oscar L. Blue. Uh, for the border, and he's in Tijuana a lot. And then and then um, uh, Michael Yan, who's been in the Panama at, and been in the Darien Gap, and he's been reporting on the immigrants the fact that there's been a lot of mo- military China men coming across, a lot of Iranian military men, and a lot of uh, Mexican military-aged men that crossing the border. And so he's been reporting on that. And so what it looks like is that because title 42 is going away, that there's 90,000 immigrants fixing it across the border, And I've already had 10,000 a day crossing the border. And that's just in El Paso. So for the past two years, it's been 2 million going on 3 million people that have crossed the border. um, Since the election was stolen in 2020. And so we've got a huge problem already, and the, go- the government, the Biden administration, is um, backing it. You know, they're encouraging the drug cartels, the fentanyl. Fentanyl is the number one. I'd say fentanyl, it is statistically the number one killer, but I think the COVID shots beat it. It They're like neck and neck, in my view. Um, So fentanyl has been crossing the border. They've been getting the the ingredients to fentanyl from China. And it comes through Mexico. And the drug cartels bring it through the border. And they're trafficking humans. And so what it appears to me is that they're using children and women to mask the military men that they are smuggling through with the drugs. And so there's a lot of crime. So... The drug cartels, and I don't know the gangs. I don't know any of the names, but I hold heard of a Gulf gang and a Sonora gang or Sonola gang, or cartel. I mean, the Mexican cartels. Uh, but I'm not familiar with the different different names. Or, but I know. I mean, drug cartels. They're wreaking havoc on our borders and on the people going through. They're leaving if if the the illegal immigrants that come through that paid up front partially didn't complete their payment once they crossed the border they kill them and there was at one example is when they left 41 people in a semi trailer to die in the heat in Texas last summer they do that all the time if they don't pay they kill them and that's how they kill them um a lot of them. So there's thousands of immigrants dying by the cartels. The cartels are making, because of Title 42, making billions of dollars. They're making thousands of dollars. It's $7,000 per person to $50,000 per person, depending on what country you came from. And so if you're deported, then you have to pay again to get through the border. So some people that the cartels have are able to double triple quadruple their money on people if they are deported so that the if I understand their reporting right is that they drug cartels don't want title 42 lifted because then the illegal immigrants won't have to use the drug cartels to get in but the drug cartels will lose lose money. So they greenlighted the gangs that are in the U S to start attacking mass groups of people and especially immigrants. And so the shooter at the mall was part of the same gang that the man with the SUV that drove over 20 people and killed nine or so, so far it rose up to eight or nine death deaths count so far with the SUV that ran over there both from the same gang so they've been green lighted the gangs have been green lighted from the Mexican cartels to start mass casualty events so we know because of the regime that is at the White House or appears to be at the White House now um, they're gonna use these false flags to take our guns And Biden already stated Sunday he's calling for all semi-automatic weapons to be confiscated. And he said that Sunday. So that's kind of where we're at now. So we're on like a, a high alert level 10. Keep your head on a swivel. Because a mass casualty event would happen anywhere like at any Walmart, a mall, or any concert or churches. And... No one's mentioned churches yet, but of me being a pastor, that's one of the first things I thought of was a church is where people congregate and we've already had church shootings already this year. Um, There's been 200 over 200 mass shootings so far this year. And of course they're being instigated by our, the regime of Biden or or, O Biden. And uh, so they're, using these to, to disintegrate our society and bringing bringing illegal immigrants in that don't have are not, they're not uh, Americans. so they don't have their heritage Americans have. They don't have that sense of freedom because they don't understand what even the freedom we have left. They don't even have a sense of that because they're coming from socialist or fascist or communist countries. Yeah, well, we've been in a communist country for three years now. Um, it just hasn't sunk in yet. But it's fixing to sink in because this isn't going to happen. Um, it's not going to happen in just Texas or just Arizona. It's um, every, like Steve Bannon has been saying, every town is a border town. And that is true because they have dropped off illegal immigrants, military-aged people, men, in every single state. So there's no telling where they're going to shoot shoot up next or who they're going to run over. Because it doesn't take a gun to kill people. Just prove this weekend in it. One used a gun, the other one used a truck. So it doesn't matter what you use. It's the the intent or the mindset of that individual at where they... Whatever they were threatened with, um, were their, was their family taken hostage? Were they be, their family being threatened if they didn't go kill someone else? I don't know what, you know, how exactly. Like I said, I'm not an expert, but I'm researching this and trying to, when I see something that needs to be mentioned, I try to do it. All right, so Vincent asks, you said the end times is near in the last podcast. How soon do you think it will be? Um, I'm not, like I just mentioned earlier, Jesus said that no man knows the day or the time. And he also warned that anyone that tries to pin a date on it is a false teacher. So I'm not going to try to put a date on it. Um, and i'm not going to try to speculate much on that either because he said no man knows the day or time jesus even said he himself doesn't know the time only god knows and when god said when it's time he will tell jesus it's time so jesus doesn't even know himself so the 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 point is to just be ready it could be now it could be a month from now it could be a year from now it could be in My children's, once I'm gone on, passed away to heaven, transitioned to heaven, it could be in my children's lifetime. So, because it's been 2,000 years since Jesus was crucified, and he said to occupy till he comes. So it's kind of, um, we're kind of beating our hands fist against the air trying to speculate that. So we just do what we can, do whatever God has convicted us to do in the meantime. So that's what it is about covers that, what happened over the weekend with the cartels. So the warning is that, just keep your head on a swivel because there's no telling where the next target will be. So I'm going to be security will be uh on high alert at church when we have our services i'm gonna uh warn the local um or pastors that i know of in the area and i've already put out like i said a warning already on my facebook so i have a lot of pastors that are on my facebook page so and i know that they have security so we just gotta you know be Weary, don't be afraid, don't be scared. We keep keep up the good work. We keep pressing forward. Um, we're soldiers of the cross, so we keep fighting. Um, but we're here to protect and to serve. Um, lead people to Jesus is what we're here for. Next thing is uh, the vaccine-related that I wanted to mention and what I did what we had a uh, what's it called a neighborhood watch meeting and apparently it was the first meeting that they've had here since COVID lockdown since 2020 and so they started that back up and so I went to speak to the sheriff and to see where he stands with the with the vaccines and where he stands with the accountability level of it and so i was able to speak to him i wasn't able to lay out everything i wanted to but i was able to get a a time scheduled i'm going to finish that get a time scheduled and the sheriff and i are going to sit down And I'm going to be able to go through all of the vaccine data that I have, the VAERS data, the DOD data, the um, 11 undeniable facts, the dangers of the vaccines. I'm going to be able to go through with the the proposed indictment that I have from Dr. David Martin. And if you go to uh, vaccine-police.com, you can go get the David Martin document, the doctor's letter, Nuremberg papers. You can see the open VAER site, and you know the, the site is uh, only 1% of the deaths. And only 1% of the deaths. And so far, I'm going to read off some of the stats that they have here. <clears throat> excuse me so the deaths, remember this is only 1% but this is reported since uh, 2021 20, um, they released the vaccine, the COVID shots, the death shots it's not a vaccine, it's a bioweapon but some people still call it a vaccine but it's a bioweapon, it's a it's a, a gene therapy but it's a gene altering It's uh, they they were they made a bioweapon not a vaccine so one percent of the reporting the deaths reported on VARES is 35,274 so that's more like three million since january 2021 deaths 199,000 hospitalizations um so that's more what 19 million Urgent care, 150,000. Doctor office visits is 233,000. Now remember, this is only 1% of the total vaccine adverse events because VAERS only reports 1%. There's 13 other vaccine reporting um, websites, which they have, I guess they wiped them off the internet because you can't find them. Um, Miscarriages is 4,988. Heart attacks, 19,446. This is all from vaccines. Myocarditis, pericarditis is 26,897. Permanently disabled is 65,000. Thrombocytopenia, low platelet, 8,692. Life-threatening, Life-threatening thirty-seven. 37,000 severe allergic reactions, 42,000 uh, shingles, 15,000. Like I said if you go to that vaccine police.com, you're still available to pull it up, and you even have the, the religious exemptions there and such. So you can get all, a lot of documents there. Also, if you go to Time to Free America, I think that's time to free America.com. And it has loads of data on that, on the vaccines, the um, <clears throat> the history of the vaccines, um, a lot of information on Bill Gates and what he's doing with the vaccines, his uh, TED Talks and such is claiming that if we could get the claiming that there's too many people population is too much and if you do go with vaccines we could lower the population and to a, to a manageable amount. So I mean that's the plan is depopulation. So I went to the um, community center, the neighborhood watch meeting and I' would talk to the sheriff. Um, Sheriff Nick Smith of Walker County and so I gave him a summary of what I wanted to cover. So I wasn't able to cover it at that meeting tonight um, but he said to get it scheduled and I would be able to cover it at the next meeting. So hopefully that will happen and what we need is a sheriff that will start indicting people and arresting people for the maiming, damaging the murders of people with these vaccine with these bioweapons. See I even keep saying vaccine. It's not a vaccine, but I still see advertisements on T V whenever I'm when I'm at work it's in on in the break room and vaccine ads will come up and alabama.gov health will push get your booster oh i got an ad on facebook the other day from alabama health pushing get your booster the best thing you can do is get your booster they're still pushing it so we need a sheriff that'll investigate and start holding people accountable so that's what i told them told the sheriff and i needed to give them these facts and I wanted to see where he stood on this. Um, we have the a- Ken Paxton is the AG of Texas, and he's initiating investigations now. The Because of Karen Kingston's reporting, she was a, a Pfizer employee, and she has all the, the documents from Pfizer proving that these are bioweapons and that they made them... Um, that their intentions were sinister and she has all the documents to prove it and she has two counties in Florida that are on board and the uh, I want to say commissioners um, at least the county boards are ready to start investigations and start um, holding these people accountable that were kit- with the with the the bioweapons and with the death protocols, the hospital protocols with the remdesivir, the ventilators and the false COVID tests. So they're slowly building up momentum to start the um, trials and the Nuremberg trials. So that's what we're working towards is to hold them accountable, those that were complicit and the no one was given informed consent with these bioweapons no one that took the shot the clot shot knew what was in it you grab a vial open the box and you open the, the the list of what should be ingredients it's blank and it says intentionally blank so they are going to be held accountable but it's taking some time so I'm gonna read this piece of paper that I'm gonna to give to the sheriff and see if he is aligned with this I'll read it to you so you know what it says I kinda of forget where I got it from so it calls out the sheriff and he writes the name of what county It says, I've taken an oath before the Supreme Judge of the universe to keep the peace and to secure, defend, and protect the people of this jurisdiction from threats to their liberties, their livelihoods, and the peaceable enjoyment of their property. The nature of that solemn oath requires that the actions of the sheriff in the performance of his duty must conform to the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of this state. These documents are the supreme law of the land and describe the powers entrusted to civil government by the consent of the people. They also provide limits limits to those powers which are absolute, permanent, and perpetual. Furthermore, these documents are based upon and informed by a philosophy of law and government set forth in the Declaration of Independence which can be summarized as follows. All men and women are created by An almighty, all-knowing, eternal God. God is the author and grantor of rights to men and women which are inalienable, universal, and part of His created order. These rights include life, liberty, and property. People form civil governments for the purpose of securing and protecting these God-given rights. Whenever any government becomes destructive of these ends or violative of this purpose, it is the right and the duty of the people to take corrective measures with respect to that government. So I'm I'm holding the uh, sheriff accountable with this. Um, Encourage him to conform to the Constitution if he's not already. In March of last year, I think that was Sorry, I remember what state it just said. It says the governor of this state issued executive orders closing businesses, churches, schools, and denying the people of this state their God given and constitutionally protected right to travel, to worship, to assemble, and to exercise personal autonomy, respecting wearing face masks or other medical devices. When these directives were first issued, they were accompanied by statements indicating they were an attempt to deal with a medical catastrophe and were expected to extend for only 14 days. Despite several judicial rulings that these measures lack constitutional authority, the governor has expanded and extended these orders for more than 14 months. And I think this is referring to the state of Texas or Arizona. Like I said, I can't remember where I printed this off at. During this time, there has been a coordinated and constant effort by media and some government agencies to justify the suspension or denial of God-given constitutionally protected rights under a plea of emergency, but this is precisely what is forbidden by the Constitution of the United States. On that note, before I go any further, I want to mention that the WHO just declared that the pandemic was over last week. So they just proved that they could plan a pandemic that was Event 201 in October of 2019. They war-gamed it in October. Every single thing that took place in the pandemic, they carried out every last bit of it in event two oh one in October twenty nineteen. Played out exactly how they wanted it. That was a test to see who would comply and and how many would comply and what resistance would they have. So they proved that they could plan one out and they, they could carry it out, they could initiate the emergency, they could lock down countries, and they just proved that they could end it. They just declared that the pandemic, the emergency pandemic was over, which what, in my thinking, means that they're setting the stage for the, the real pandemic. And they've already been trying to hype up Marburg, They've been trying to hype up uh, another Ebola breakout or something, which neither one of those spread, it's, uh, but by direct contact. They're try- they were trying to hype up a respiratory infection, and they have one that will that 80% of the children that are infected will die from, and they're trying to hype up this respiratory infection. It is extremely deadly. COVID was, was harmless to children, but this next bioweapon that they will release or attempting to release will kill eighty percent of the children that it infects, and but I think also that with the illegal immigrants bringing tuberculosis and things like that, that they may declare when Title Forty Two is lifted may declare that as the next pandemic the uh, flooding of the border and then they may lock everything down because of that and so see so they just declared that the COVID-19 pandemic over so now they're setting the stage to create a new one a worse one which, which they would lock everything down for good because we've been under a coup d'etat we've been in, under a regime for three years now so that's why we need a sheriff to step up and take action that has taken, um, sworn that taken an oath to the Constitution before God Almighty and no one else. Not to the state, not to the government, but to God, to the Constitution, under the Constitution. Um... Moreover, the Constitution of this state provides that all lawmaker power is vested in our state legislature, and further provides that the powers and authorities of one branch of government shall not be discharged by an official from a different branch. Lawmaking power being thus vested in the legislature, the governor has no constitutional authority to make law. Therefore, the edicts of the governor or a health department subordinate, whether they are characterized as mandates, orders, proclamations, or directives, are not law and cannot be lawfully enforced in point of fact no governor in any state has the authority to suspend the constitution any attempt by a governor to suspend constitutional rights is an act of lawlessness and a violation of his or her oath of office so hopefully the sheriff my sheriff conforms to this and hopefully will call his the sheriff, the deputy sheriff's employees of the office um, everyone under his authority um, hopefully will not in any way assist any order, edict, mandate, proclamation, directive, or regulation That violates the rights of the people to move about freely, wear or not wear any medical device they may choose, freely express their religious beliefs, and freely engage in the practice thereof, freely speak their opinions, assemble, keep and bear arms, lawfully engage in business activities without interference by representatives of any government or agency or agent thereof, notwithstanding any real or ostensible public health emergency or engage in any other activity protected by the Constitution of the United States or by the Constitution of this state. And it goes on. I think that's enough reading for that. But that's what i got to do. i got to see if the sheriff is ready to stand up, whether the FBI comes in, whether the CIA comes in, whatever. Whether we have martial law and the military comes in, they're going to stand up. Whatever happens and say... This ain't happening here. And so we got to stick together, especially locally. And I emphasize churches. We need, as a community, you need to be active in your local church. And I say that, of course, being a missionary, being a pastor. And it's very important to have your network of people, especially like minded people. I'm a Christian. I spend time with Christians. I spend time with my neighbors. I need to do more of that, and that's why I went to the community, the neighborhood watch, to meet meet neighbors. And so, because that's what's what's going to be left if this with this uh, invasion that we have at the border, and with the um, regime that we have at the White House, destroying. Every foundation that we have in our country is going to get bad um, because as people, I hear people talking about white hats and black hats, and that just confuses me. Um, I prefer that people concentrate on your 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 house, making sure you have what you need, making sure you have food stored up. Making sure most importantly you have a relationship with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that you are networking with your neighbors because your neighbors will have something you don't. But if you have a good relationship, you help each other out. For example, where I am at, I have land and I have pasture, but I have yet to acquire a tractor. Well, guess what? My neighbor said, hey, I see you 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 wanted to plant a garden. Hey, I'm going to take my tractor. I'll till it up for you. And I said, sure, thanks. I appreciate that. So you need something, let me know. He came over with his tractor and tilled up my garden for me. So that's what we have to do. We have to work together and help each other out. The next thing I want to go through is, and I've already covered this, but... It's good to rehearse things, keep them fresh. Um, And you can, go again, go to that website. I told you the vaccine-police.com is where I got this paper. And this is the 11 undeniable facts concerning vaccination. So I'm just going to read the titles. And then if you go to that website, you can get the links with the documents verifying each statement. Number one, the U.S. Supreme Court rules all vaccines unavoidably unsafe. Number two, none of the vaccines on the U.S. CDC recommended childhood vaccine schedule were tested against an inert saline placebo in clinical trials. Um, Back in a couple decades ago, children only had seven or so vaccines at birth. Now it's more like seventy five vaccines that they don't need and it only causes mental problems, physical problems, it causes autism, causes causes that what, ADHD. Um, most of that's from the vaccines. Number three, the this HHS lawsuit shows that no safety studies have been conducted on vaccines for 33 years number four compensation for vaccine injury to date is 4.4 billion and counting number five the CDC frankly is a vaccine company it owns at least 50 vaccine patents and buys and distributes 4.6 billion in vaccines annually through the Vaccines for Children program. Number six. In 1986 Congress passed the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act freeing companies from liability for injuries resulting from childhood vaccines No matter how toxic the ingredients, how negligent the manufacturer, or how grievous the harm. Number seven, there are two hepatitis B vaccines licensed for one-day-old babies in the United States. One manufactured by Merck and the other by GlaxoSmithKline. Merck's hepatitis B was licensed by the FDA after trials which solicited adverse reactions for only five days after vaccination. Similarly, the GlaxoSmithKline's hepatitis B vaccine was licensed by the FDA after trials which elicited adverse reactions for only four days after the vaccination. Number eight, in 1965, 4% of the U.S. population had a chronic disease. For American kids born in 1986, only 12.8% had chronic disease. That number has grown to 54% among the vaccine generation, according to a 2011 survey funded by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Number 9. Vaccines can and do cause injuries. The message that vaccine injuries are rare is not supported by facts and anecdotal evidence. An HHS-sponsored study by the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality found that vaccine injuries, when tracked using electronic medical records, occur in 1 in 39 vaccines given. Number 10. Post-licensure vaccine safety surveillance is failing the American people and children around the world. The vaccine adverse events reporting VAERS, where doctors and patients voluntarily report adverse vaccine events, received 58,381 reports in 2018, including 412 deaths, 1,237 permanent disabilities, and 4,217 hospitalizations. An HHS-funded review of VAERS concluded that fewer than 1% of vaccine adverse events are reported to VAERS the CDC has refused to mandate or automate VAERS reporting. Number 11, the CDC vaccine researcher turned whistleblower, Dr. William Thompson, PhD, was denied the ability to testify regarding scientific fraud and destruction of evidence by senior CDC officials in critical CDC vaccine safety studies regarding an association between childhood vaccines and autism thompson invoked federal whistleblower status and alleges that the cdc destroyed evidence that black boys are 3.36 times more likely to develop autism if they receive the mmr vaccine before age three so that's the 11 undeniable facts and i'll go through that with the sheriff at the uh at our meeting I'm gonna have a one-on-one meeting with the sheriff here in Walker County. Uh, another one that has a lot of experts on their podcast, and I have—I don't normally interview anybody, or I haven't, other than uh, pastors and church planters. And but a Stu Peters had Doctor. David Martin on and that's where I got the United States courts this uh, uh, title 18 United States code title 18 violations dr. David Martin is the one who uh, I drafted that I believe and but I learned from him that the coronavirus has actually been around since 1966 um, and they had been have been doing the gain of function since then, since 2005 was Dr. Ralph Barrick, I think, and Peter Dasick, I think they both, University of North Carolina, have been made, been working with it, the gain of function since 2005, and so none of this this warp speed jump was um, part of the scam. Uh, so the indictment holds. Alex Azar, Dr. Anthony Fauci, Dr. Peter Dasick, Dr. Ralph Barrick, FDA, CDC, NIAID, Moderna, and Pfizer as defendants. They are in violation of eight counts of Title 18, the United States Code. And I'll be going through this with the sheriff also. The first count violation is... Um, Title 18 USC subsection or sections 2331 subsection 802 acts of domestic terrorism resulting in death of American citizens count 2 Title 18 USC sections 2339 conspiring to commit acts of terrorism count 3 Title 15 USC sections 1 through 3 conspiring to criminal commercial activity count four title 18 USC sections 175 funding and creating a biological weapon count 5 is title 15 USC section 8 market manipulation and allocation count 6 title 18 USC section 1001 lying to Congress count 7 Title 15 USC, Section 19, Interlocking Directorates, and Count 8, Title 18, USC Code, Sections 2384, Seditious Conspiracy. So they will be charged with that, hopefully, and tried, and if found guilty, hopefully they uh, swing for it. So we'll go through that section and some of the explanations for that, hopefully, with the Sheriff of Walker County. Um, Prosecutenow.io. Prosecutenow.io is something that Dr. David Martin was able to get together. And if you have family members that were... Adversely affected by the vaccines or have family members that died go to prosecute now dot i o and you fill out the form and this form helps Dr. David Martin and others who are suing these people i ju- just mentioned and companies just mentioned and it's stacking it's compiling evidence of their treason. So if you go to prosecutenow.io and fill out those reports. I've, in the first couple, like the first week, maybe second week, already I met three people that were damaged by the vaccine at at Carbon Hill First Field Baptist Church. And I found three of them. So um, what I will do, what I attempt to do is to have someone You know, you can't force anybody, but if you will, you go to this site, fill out the form, and you're you're writing the complaint, and that's evidence of harm done by these doctors and by these companies. They will be held accountable, and the last and final document that I'll go through on this podcast because we're almost at an hour now is the Nuremberg Code and I'll go through this with the sheriff also the Nuremberg Code number one the voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential this means that the person involved should have legal capacity to give consent should be so situated as to be able to exercise free power of choice without the intervention of any element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, overreaching, or other ulterior form of constraint or coercion, and should have sufficient knowledge and comprehension of the elements of the subject matter involved, as to enable him to make an understanding and enlightened decision. This latter element requires that, before the acceptance of an affirmative decision by the experimental subject, There should be made known to him the nature, duration, and purpose of the experiment, the method and means by which it is to be conducted, all inconveniences and hazards reasonably to be expected, and the effects upon his health or person which may possibly come from his participation in the experiment. The duty and responsibility for ascertaining the quality of the consent rest upon each individual who initiates, directs, or engages in the experiment. It is a personal duty and responsibility which may not be delegated to another with impunity. And while it's at the tip of my tongue, um, the Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, Prime Minister of Israel, stated that he used the Israelites for guinea pigs. And so uh, Israel is 98% vaccinated and they're on their fourth or fifth booster and they have the highest death rate of any country now because of those bioweapons. And that's what he declared himself was that he would use them as guinea pigs. His own words proving that they experimented on the world. Number two, the experiment should be such as to yield fruitful results for the good of society, unprocurable by other methods or means of study and not random and unnecessary in nature. It's not good, it was not for the good of society. When I went to the uh, Georgia Guidestones and I prayed over them to be destroyed a month before they blew up, um, you could read that it says to, for the balance of the world that the population should be 500,000. That's the world. Not one country. The whole world. That's what they want the population to be down to. That's what Bill Gates is working towards. George Soros, Klaus Schwab, you Yuval Noah Harari. That's what they're working towards, a depopulation, a catastrophic event. Now, if it's part of the end times, you know, the Lord prophesied it's going to happen in Revelations and Isaiah and Ezekiel, Daniel. It's going to happen, so just be ready for it. But if not, Nuremberg Code is for them. The trials. Grand juries and the like number three the experiment should be so designed and based on the results of animal experimentation and a knowledge of the natural history of the disease or other problem under study that the anticipated results will justify the performance of the experiment Like we read in the 11 undeniable facts, no vaccine has ever been tested and this, the coronavirus has been around for decades. This bioweapon, they just, they used us as guinea pigs as Benjamin Netanyahu declared. Number four, the experiment should be so conducted as to avoid all unnecessary physical and mental suffering and injury. Number five, no experiment should be conducted where there is an a priori reason to believe that the death or disabling injury will occur, except perhaps in those experiments where the experimental physicians also serve as subjects. I don't think that happened either. Number six, the degree of risk to be taken should never exceed the determined that determined by the humanitarian importance of the problem to be solved by the experiment. Proper preparations, is number seven, should be made in adequate facilities provided to protect the experimental subject against even remote possibilities of injury disability, or death. Remember what Dr. Fauci said at the January 21, he said that that was the release of the vaccines, the bioweapons, and he declared there there was a surge on the hospitals, and the surge on the hospitals they were claiming were unvaccinated people. Well, I've got a document here from the CDC website that their definition of vaccinated person was one that got, or one that had their first shot and waited 14 days after the first shot. 14 days after the first shot mean then you were officially vaccinated, although you took the shot 14 days earlier. So that window of 14 days, most of those hospitalized died within the first three days, and it was because of the first shot. But Dr. Fauci said it was unvaccinated people because they used the CDC's definition of officially not vaccinated until after 14 days of the first shot is that confusing? that's what they did so when that surge of people in the hospitals in 21 that was from the shots and they changed the definition to cover that up number eight the experiment should be conducted only by scientifically qualified persons The highest degree of skill and care should be required through all stages of the experiment of those who conduct or engage in the experiment. Number nine, during the course of the experiment, the human subject should be at liberty to bring the experiment to an end if he has reached the physical or mental state where a continuation of the experiment seemed to him to be impossible. And yet they were taking kids... Um, and lining them up in stadiums and force vaccinating them in Australia. And there was children dying there on the spot. Of course, the media covered that up. And that doesn't even get to the concentration camp. I can't remember the name of the concentration camp that um, came to light in... It's in Northwest Australia. Man, the name of it's right at the tip of my tongue. Anyway, they started taking people out of a village of only like 20 houses, saying they were at risk of COVID. And it was a neighborhood of only 20 houses in the middle of nowhere. And they kidnapped people and stuck them in that concentration camp. And there ended up some teenagers were able to escape it. But... I mean that's that's in violation of of this also. There there was so it said they should have liberty to bring the experiment to an end. So why would they be forcibly inoculated? Number 10. During the course of the experiment, the scientist in charge must be prepared to terminate the experiment at any stage if he has probable cause to believe in the exercise of the good faith superior skill and careful judgment required of him that a continuation of the experiment is likely to result in injury disability or death to the experimental subject none of that happened either they just continued inoculating people second booster third booster fourth booster those that still alive get a booster you've got Bell's palsy now get your booster Are you having trouble breathing get a booster so it's been over a thousand uh, athletes thousands of athletes have died on the field Damar Hamlin died on the field uh, myocarditis and before 21 the maximum Deaths of athletes would be 10. So at thousands of athletes now in two years, that's what? How many percentage more? I mean, this is a catastrophic event. Um, I have data here, DMED data, um, the Department of Defense data from... Uh, 2016 to 2018, and this is of a a lot of pilots, 36,000 pilots, military, special operators, 9,900, and generals, 1,675. So the statistics of death in 2016 to 2018 was 200 pilots per year. 60 to 70 special operators per year and 80 generals or that's general officers, I believe is what that is. It covers more than just generals, 80 per year. In 2020, you know, the, the military is given all kinds of vaccines anyway. So 2020, that jumped to pilots, it jumped up 109%. Special operators jumped up to 110%. And then the general officers jumped 11%. 2021, when the, the COVID shots were released, when the, the military was forced to take that, it jumped 143% for pilots, 134% for special operators, and 13% for the general officers. And then in 2022, that jumped to 202% for the pilots, but only 82% for special operators. Um, This is um, adverse events, I think. And then, so that percentage changed there for 22 because the special operators' deaths went up. This was um, adverse events, but their deaths went up. And because of the special operators have more physical stress while the pilots have more mental stress. So we know the shots are causing myocarditis. so you have to get your heart rate up and you have to be um, extremely active. And once you get your heart rate up like those athletes, they were just dropping over dead. Um, let's see. I have DOD data from attorney Thomas Renz here, and he was able to talk to Jim Jordan about it. Um, There's 279% spike in miscarriages, 487% spike in breast cancer. 1,048% 1,048% spike in the nervous system, 155% spike in birth defects, 350% spike in male infertility, 369 spike in testicular cancer, 2,181% uh, spike in hypertension, 664% spike in malignant neoplasms, 680% spike in multiple... Sc- uh, Sclerosis, 551% spike in Guillain-Barre syndrome, 468% spike in pulmonary embolism, 302% spike in tachycardia, 452% spike in migraines, 471% spike in female infertility, 437% spike in ovarian dysfunction, 269% spike in myocardial infarction, spike in Bell's Palsy. 467% spike in pulmonary embolisms. That's just DOD data. That's military data, just our internal data that attorney Thomas Renz was able to acquire. Um, So, yeah, they're on the hook for treason. treason, tyranny, and the the penalty for that is death. So they violated, I think, every single, we're down to number 10 on the Nuremberg Code. And I think they violated every single one of them. This was the trials of war, Criminals before the Nuremberg military tribunals under control council law um, This was in 1949 After World War two Those doctors were doing the same thing that the doctors currently did Dr. Fauci and the like what they currently did I'm not saying every doctor did it but a lot of hospitals followed the Fauci protocol which was uh, concocted to kill you in 10 days every time Um, also besides the the vaccine injured that I met at the the new church There was one person that told me that their daughter died because of that protocol in the hospital. So, they've got a lot of deaths on their hands. Now, if we're not able to get the tribunals in justice like it should be done, I know the Lord's going to take care of them anyway um second timothy 1 7 says god has given us the spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind um the lord said vengeance is mine i will repay saith the lord so we're not here for vengeance but we're here for justice our our country is unique because the government is we the people So many people were praying for our leaders in churches. They said, Lord, be with our leaders. Pray for our leaders. They're not our leaders. They're our servants. And they should be doing what we tell them to do. We are the government, not them. It makes me sick to the propaganda that we've been accustomed to in our free country. Um, But the... So, because of that unique situation of we being the government, if you go to Romans chapter 13, if I didn't give you the wrong reference, he talks about the uh, government is put in place and they carry the sword and they don't carry the sword in vain. And the reason why they carry the sword is to hold accountable the wicked and to punish them for their wrongdoing. And so, that's what we're here for as we the people we're the government and that solidified what God's Word says Um, it's just uh, reiterated in the Constitution in the Bill of Rights in the Declaration of Independence where do you think those documents came from Um, the Lee Resolution they all came from the Bible that's the founding documents God's Word is actually the law His word is the law of the land. And that's the law we should be going by. And that's the law that criminals should be held to in this world. And especially our country. That's the way it's set up. So I'm going to conclude with that. I know that was a lot of stuff to go over. I still have more. But I think that's uh, enough for this podcast. Um, just be, keep your head on a swivel for those um, false flags, those events, um, because when when Alex Jones or Pete Santilli actually got the warning from a high-level um, um, official in the government, and he had the warning, and so he had warned Pete Santilli. Um, P. Santilli is an investigative journalist and he helped the Bundys on the Bundy Ranch stand against the FBI when they were trying to take their land. So he's been around fighting for freedom for a long time. So when he got wind of this, his the warnings to him were, don't go to the grocery stores, don't go to malls, don't go anywhere that people congregate. So that means that they have the gangs... The green light from the Mexican drug cartels is pretty much reached every state, not just Texas, not just Arizona. So it's going to get ugly here for a few days probably, Lord willing not, but just be ready to protect your friends and your family and to um, expose the wicked, fiery darts of the devil. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And he uses men for pawns to carry out his wicked plans. So that's what the devil is doing. It's a spiritual battle. It's a battle between good and evil, between God and the devil. And we need to make sure we're, we know which side we're on. There is no neutral ground. So keep that in mind. I appreciate you joining. Um, okay, Vincent asks, what happened to the Georgia stones? Are there any sites similar to them? The Georgia Guidestones were in, I forgot, Ebert, Ebert Georgia, I think, near Lake Hartwell. And I drove through there and I found the Georgia Guidestones, and there was pillars, four four monoliths put together, 19 feet tall, with a 5-ton or 10-ton rectangle block on top. It was oriented um, astronomically, and there was a time capsule 50 feet away, buried under a, another, a granite um, stone. And... I went to look at it, read it, it's in 10 different languages, and I could only read, you know, maybe two, Spanish and English, and but it was in um, um, Egyptian hieroglyphs, I believe, uh, it was in Chinese, um, Arabic, um, a few others, and one language was called the unknown language, and I think it was at top, at the top. So that's part of the Agenda 21, Agenda 31, the one world order is what the Godsons are about. And that's what Klaus Schwab is about. You have all know a Harari, and they're for the um, depopulation of the world. And that's why they're setting the stage with the economic unrest. That's why they're flooding countries through their borders. They're wanting to just disrupt everything so that they can come in with their depopulation agenda and then take over with the one world global order which also is you know that's mentioned in the Bible and but with the Georgia Godstones, that's um, it's kind of a mystery who built them who put them up it says CS uh, Christian was a name but it was um, well, I, the word just left me. It wasn't his real name. And so that's what it's part of. So a month after I visited them, they either, it looks like they were hit by lightning. And one side of the, the uh, there was four sides, four monoliths. And one side was broken half with the top stone busted on a corner. And... Some reporters had said that they were um, sacrificing, there were human sacrifices on that, on the Georgia Godstones. Now, I couldn't verify that, although I took drone pictures. If you look on my Rumble channel, um, you can kind of see where there were stains on one side of the the stone. I couldn't tell what they were, but it was definitely the size of a body. Um, but I couldn't you know, verify what it was. But then it blew up a month later, and they tore it down completely. Tore it down. They didn't. There was no investigation. Like the next day, at the day after it blew up, or two days after, they tore it down and and like got rid of the whole thing. And there are other sites, but I don't remember the locations of them. I might have to find that out when i was driving through there i actually passed one i remember one more an obelisk that i passed going to it and that shocked me seeing it on the side of the road it was about 10 feet tall maybe 12 feet tall so i don't have a clue what that was about but there's a lot there must be more around well i know there are there's um three or four but i don't remember the locations Uh, but of course they're say it's all part of the satanic worship it has it had through the middle of the middle monolith was a drilling that once the you could look through and it would align up with either a star or with a an eclipse and it would line up so it would it would come into view through that sight hole on that monolith but it's, it's a lot like I said it's a spiritual warfare spiritual battle so there's a lot of things like that satan, satanic worship that's going on around and we've got to expose it um, so like the, the masons expose the masons and the those cults like that the lower level ones don't understand what the degree <laughs> the degree of the situation most of them, the lower levels don't even know what they're getting into but i mean just me reading some of the stuff i mean i see they 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 don't they worship a power or a a a you can worship worship god with any religion and they don't really name God; they name a power or Almighty. But you can worship Him at either a Muslim or a Christian or a or a whatever a Buddhist. You're all they claim you're all worshiping the same God, which isn't true biblically. Um, but anyway, we're going to close out this podcast, um, and I might I might do some more digging on that. The more, um, their altars—what pretty what I call the Georgia Guidestone—is altars, like th- the idols. That's what I how I see it. If you go back to the the Old Testament and look at Judges, and you go through the good judges, got rid of the idols in the high places. The interesting thing about the Guidestones is that it, it was set on the highest hill in that t- county, and That's the way the pagans or the Jews that went after idol worship, that's what they did. They set all of those idols on high places. Well, you'd have the judges come, good judges come in and take the high places down and burn them down and destroy them. And you see that in the Kings and Chronicles, you see the good kings would tear them down. And destroy them, and then you have a bad king come in and uh, raise them up and make idols on high places. So it's the same exact thing that they went through; we're going through, and we've got to sift them out, expose them, and destroy it, and hopefully win souls in the process. But we'll close out with that, and. God bless all those listening and your families. And we we'll hope to uh, um, get back together again. And I want to close out with prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for everything you've done. Everything you've given us. Thank you for the time here on the, the podcast and those that participated. Thank you for, the, for those. pray that you bless them, bless their families, help us to see through the lies and the deceptions, the propaganda that the devil uses to try to deceive us and trip us up and try to prevent us from serving you and obeying you. I pray that we would, as soldiers of the cross, that we would be bold, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. As you told Joshua to be strong and courageous, don't be afraid. Understand that you haven't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We can discern through the Holy Spirit, we can discern between good and evil. Help us to do that. Help us to trust you first and foremost. Help us not to make a move until we've consulted with you in prayer, in Bible study. Help us to honor and glorify you in what we do and what we say, and help us to Uh, witness to those around us help us to support those around us and we give you the glory and the praise in Jesus name amen now I'm going to play some music but I'm going to keep it going a while if any of you have a comment or anything else you want to say it'll still be going here for a few minutes